Hey guys, welcome back to Couples Chatting About Infertility. On this episode, I sit down and chat with Jasmine. Jasmine, I just love this conversation with you so much, and I can't thank you enough for just coming on and sharing everything that you did. Jasmine talks about her almost six-year-long infertility journey and opens up about her doctor telling her that she had less than a 1% chance to conceive her own children. She talks about being told that she should look into adoption and even donor eggs and how that felt at the time. We talk a lot about that timeline we all picture for ourselves and what happens when things don't go exactly as we may have planned. We also talk a lot about the feelings around the lack of control and that life that you had envisioned for yourself that's not happening feeling lost, helpless, and having no definite answers as you try to navigate all of the murky waters of infertility. She shares her story about the fight she endured to get to her two miracle children and how the roller coaster of it all can truly take its toll on you. We talk about how infertility truly changes you to the core all while learning so much from the experience, both good and bad. Jasmine is amazing, and you'll just love getting to hear everything she has to share. She's an incredible warrior that continues to inspire people in so many different ways. She shares more about her Freedom Method fertility training and how she's helping women find control in their own fertility journeys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I know you're going to absolutely love this episode with Jasmine. chance to get to know you more so thank you yeah thank you Morgan I am excited to be here oh so I would love you know I love connecting with you on Instagram and I know a little bit about your background but I'd love to just kind of hear how your journey with infertility started did you always see yourself as a mom growing up did you know you wanted to have kids where does your journey really begin so yeah, it's an interesting question with, you know, did you, did you always know you wanted to be a mom and have kids? And to be honest with you, like, I I thought I would always be a mom and have kids, not because I, like, really wanted kids, to yeah. be honest with you. It was kind of more like what was fed to me growing up. Like, okay, you, you know, you get a good education, you go to school, you get a good job, you get married and you have kids. It was just like, that was the life plan. Right. So I wasn't questioning it. Like to me, not having kids was not even 
an option yeah and I never really thought about it and I honestly my friends would tell you probably um, at a younger age that I wasn't very paternal in okay. a way like my husband way more paternal than I was okay and um, yeah many people don't know this and I even had a friend that told me after I had Tegan my daughter after trying for so long, but after I had Tegan, I, yeah, he said to me specifically, like, wow, I'm really surprised. He, he, he was like, I knew you'd be a good mom, but I'm really surprised, like, how much yeah. I changed, really. Yeah. And became all of a sudden this, like, mo- like mm-hmm. a real mom, you know? Yeah, like, like a mama bear. <laughs> yeah, I, and I feel like I always thought, and I think other people thought, because I was so focused on you know, as on work and as a little bit of workaholic that I would have been the mom that had the baby and then was yeah. like, okay, I'm at work like most right. of the time. And, yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I feel like the my fertility journey changed me in that way. Yeah. If, if kids had come easy, easily to me the way I had planned, I might be that person today. Oh I my might gosh. be that person that would just have like, okay, check the kids off the list. And now I'm just going to keep on, you know, focusing yeah. on work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, wow. I guess that answers, it's, I've never really answered it in that, like, but yeah, I thought about it, but yeah. I, yeah. I knew I was going to have kids, but I didn't appreciate, I didn't really think about it yeah. until I went through my own journey. Yeah. And then, and then I really started thinking about it and then I realized I do truly want to be a mom yeah, and have kids. And then when, um, when I did finally become a mom, I was just a million times more grateful mm-hmm. for it and yeah. appreciated more because I had taken that time yeah. to really think about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I literally feel like you just spoke the words right from my heart because that's exactly what I went through. And for me, it was the same exact thing. And because I fought to get pregnant for so long, when I finally did, I think I thought in my head, just like you, like it was like, okay, I'll have my baby and then I'll go back to work and life will go on. And it was like, once I had him, I was back at work and I was like miserable and I'm a teacher and I love kids and I love what I do but I just felt like I had been robbed of like something I worked so hard for for so many years I almost still couldn't believe like this was my life now like after all those years I couldn't get pregnant I actually had my little one here and you're right and it just changed me in in a lot of hard ways but some of the most beautiful ways as well and that's exactly what I've kind of like gotten to in my own journey is like realizing that it's happiness over everything I took a break from teaching in order to be home with him right now because it's what I really wanted to do and like be able to have this time with him and I haven't regretted it for like a second I feel like I've just been enjoying every single day from the moment he's been born and it really does it just changes you you know Mm -hmm. yeah I couldn't agree more and I I agree I used to be fine staying late at work and just going to work and I still remember that first day I went back to work and dropped her off at and I like (sighs) 
Couldn't believe, and I remember thinking, like, is this what parent like when I did the breakdown of yeah. how long I would see you during that day? Yeah. You know, I get work. I was like, is this the norm? Like, I know. is this what people do? And I was yeah. like, I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So now, how did you and your husband meet? How How did you guys meet? Well, we met very young. We met in college. Okay. Um, I just told someone this the other day. I was 19 when I met him. Yeah. And he's actually a year younger than me, so okay. he was 18. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and we dated for 10 years before we got married. Okay. Now, during the time you guys dated, did you talk about having kids, getting married? Like, obviously, you got to that point. Yeah. I mean, that, I was a sophomore in college, so it's not like the, we didn't really talk about kids and getting married. Yeah. Uh, I think we even had a joking conversation that like, oh, I don't see, I don't see us going getting married, and that was yeah. just like early on. Yeah. Um, so no, to be honest, I mean, it was always assumed. We, we both knew we yeah. wanted kids. Like I said, he is he's actually a teacher as well, and he's very paternal. Like yeah. he was meant to be a dad. Um, so we always knew we would have kids, but we were. We didn't start trying, and I'll get into my story. We didn't start trying until I was 30. Yeah. Because we thought we had time, and yeah. we were just kind of enjoying enjoying life. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I can relate to you so much on that, too, because you do. You kind of spend all this time, especially in your young, like, 20s, just enjoying your life. And if you found your partner by then, you guys are kind of going through life together, as were my husband and I. And so then once you do start trying and it doesn't happen like it's supposed to, then everything kind of starts to change and you find yourself, like, in this just cycle of, like, month after month, you know, being just tortured by trying to get pregnant and that that's tough too you know yeah it is tough and it's the one thing with fertility is you never know until you start trying exactly and of course there were probably so many times during the those years trying where I thought like wow we were together you know <laughs> yeah. since I was 19 yeah. and I didn't start trying until I was 30 if I only I had known but I mean we could play that game forever, I know right um yeah yeah, it's that's why fertility is such a yeah. <laughs> such a, yeah. You never know. Yeah, you never know. you're right, and it, it, it's it's very hard, and it's hard when you start out trying to navigate it all because you feel like you don't know anything, and everybody mm-hmm. kind of starts at the beginning. I feel like learning about your ovulation and tracking your cycles and stuff, and you know, like I said, month by month, it just becomes like this whole new learning game and this whole new experience. And it does, it becomes very emotionally exhausting. So now when you guys decided you were ready to start trying and it didn't start happening right away, I know you shared with me that after about a year, you, you know, was when you first started seeking help. What was it like when you guys were trying and you know, you weren't getting pregnant? Well, the first year I wasn't, I started getting nervous about it just because I'm impatient and I'm, I'm always like, ah. <laughs> I, I still remember joking that after like the first month trying, like, oh, this will, I didn't really think it would work, but you know, part of me was yeah. like, oh, it should work. And right. I was surprised when it didn't work the first month. And then um, 
pretty quickly I started getting a little anxious. So we started doing the ovulation kits just at home. Yeah. And it was, yeah, around 12 months is when I went to the doctor. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we need to figure this out. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, something might be up. Um, and to answer your question, how was it? It's, you know, it gets stressful pretty fast. Um, in a way, especially it depends. I think for for me, since I had I had this timeline in my mind, right? Like, I I strategically I was like, okay, we'll get married. I got married at twenty eight, I think, or twenty nine, yeah. and I was like, uh, and then I even said because we travel a lot, and I even joked to, joked to like other people, like once I do the Inca Trail, like that's the that's the marker that I'm gonna try after yeah. doing the Inca Trail, yeah. and it was like almost immediately we did the Inca Trail, and I was like, okay. Time wow. to start trying. Wow. Like I had it like all in my mind, yeah. and I also had in my mind that I would have three kids by the time I was thirty-five. Okay. In my like master in this master yeah. plan I had, so in my mind, like a year goes by, I'm like, oh my god, this is not going according to plan. And everyone that deals with infertility knows it's it doesn't it doesn't go according to yeah. plan, and that's what is um, really the hardest because it's it's a lack of control yeah it's the life that you envision not happening and feeling kind of lost and helpless yeah right yeah um there's no definite answers so you know it turned to uh trying like going to doctors what what it turned into is a lot of procedures for me um yeah it took for us, well, there was a, a lot, but five years, we were on this journey for a little bit over five years. Yeah, um, wow. And I lost hope a lot of times. Yeah. It was, it was tough. That yeah. Five years is a long time. Yeah. I mean, five years was the amount of time I gave myself to have three kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... I can tell you in five years, I was 35 and I had never even gotten pregnant. Yeah. And then you break it down to like how many months or five yeah. or within five years. And every month is another cycle. Yeah. That you like, your hopes get, it's like, this is going to be the month, right? You have to like pump yourself up and yeah. then that's not the month. Yeah. So like, imagine how many times I, I know, you know, you know, you've yeah. tried for seven years, like, yeah, that's a long, it's a long time roller coaster yeah. of like, and, uh, you know, we're all human. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. And, it is. Um, but, you know, I know it's easy to say at the end of the tunnel. Yes. But it. One, it's changed me to the core, and it has changed the type of mother I am. Yeah. And the person, and honestly, I feel like, not that I needed it, but it was a, I've learned so much from that experience that um, I am grateful. I'm not grateful for all the, you know. I know. But, like, what, where I am today. Yeah. I feel like I could never have. Yes. I, I'm, I'm a very different person yes. because of it. Yeah. And I think you could really, uh, this is why I keep coming back to fertility. Like, honestly, after I had my daughter, I I thought 
I would just close that door. It was this dark time. Yeah. I'm never going to look back. Right. You know? And it was after um, I had her and then we would start talking about trying for a second yeah. that I realized how much trauma was was still there because I was just all of a sudden all became, I was yeah. like, I can't do it again. It was a lot, you know. And it wasn't until I told my story, and I didn't tell my story out loud until after my daughter was born. Okay. And it wasn't until I finally told my story, and at that point I had kept it all secret. Nobody knew wow. that I, we had been trying for so long. Wow. Like, I only told my immediate family the around the f- fifth year that we were trying because okay. we were getting questions. Yeah. Um, but up until then, nobody knew. All, all anyone saw, and this is even my close friends too, didn't know. All they saw is that we were traveling like crazy for like five, because that was one of my outlets. Every time I had a failed cycle, yeah. I turned to like, where are we going? Yeah. We need to, I needed to look forward to something. Yeah. So <laughs> on the outside, all people saw were us travel, like, yeah. we would travel, like, way too much. People yeah. with questions, like, how did, do you even work anymore? Yeah. <laughs> do you always be traveling? And, um, and then all of a sudden we have a baby. Yeah. So, like, from the outside, and the reason why I came out with my story, actually, is because I posted something um, when, my ba- when my daughter was born. Yeah. I was on maternity leave, and someone made a comment, like, oh, you have the most perfect life. And wow. And have your life. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at this comment, and I just, I paused and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. One, like no one knows yeah. what has been going on for the past six years. Yeah. And yeah, because at that point it was like, and I felt really guilty because all of a sudden I realized I was feeding into this, this facade yeah. of a perfect life. Yeah. And I, and I remember what it was like when I was trying, uh-huh. right? And you see the social media, you see these posts and you just like, yeah. It hurts, yeah. and that's when that's when I came out. That's wow. when I was like, "No, I need to, I need to kind of, I need to share." Yeah, and that's how I came up with the my phrase like the perfect imperfect life because wow. it's like mm-hmm. really not perfect, and no life is perfect. Yes. You just don't know what's going on yes. behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I can, I can literally like relate to so much of what you've said and it's been the same exact for us. We went through the entire journey by ourselves completely. It wasn't until I was towards the end of my pregnancy, the first person we shared it with was my mom and we just wanted to like let her know. And there's still people that are extremely close to us, even in our family that don't know. And it's been something that's been like a slow process for us like opening up about it and owning our story but I feel you so much on like it's almost like we went through it and we thought we were gonna get through it and then we were just gonna bottle it up and put it away and it was like never we were gonna get our kids from it and we went through just this crazy long fight and you do you realize like it truly is a part of you forever and it almost for us has been so powerful to connect with other people and be able to like 
share your story and say like there is always hope because I feel like you can probably relate to this too especially when I know your initial diagnosis was unexplained infertility but after you go through it for so long like as a woman you kind of get to a point where you've never gotten pregnant I truly felt like I'm never going to be a mom like I'm never going to be able to get pregnant so then when it does happen to you, you like want to tell other people like, listen, if it can happen to me, I promise it could happen to you too. Like there's a chance, you know? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I went through all, all of those feelings. Um, I did come to, to the point where I came to terms, to be honest with you, that I wouldn't become a mom yeah. and I wouldn't get pregnant. It was... It was around year five, and I was actually, it went from, originally I was unexplained infertility, and then um, after a couple cycles of IVF, they changed it to poor egg quality, and then then even after that, um, they gave me, well, I won't say they, but one one doctor gave me a less than 1% chance of having a baby, Yeah, and I mean, after we're all about stats and probabilities and fertility it's like yeah. to be told less than one percent yeah you gotta that's hard yeah and, um and she told me to stop trying and wow. to, to consider egg donor or adoption wow. my only options and along those lines it was yeah it was so hard and um around that time i also told my husband who remember was like meant to be a dad. Yeah. I, I, I told him if it like didn't work out that I wanted to go and, and find someone to be a dad because at that point I had like come to terms with it. It was my body. Also, I, there was so much guilt there yeah. too because it was me, it was my factor, right? And I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to live with that, to be honest with you. I didn't want to have to be the reason why he never became a dad. Yeah. So um, I did around that time, I, I said, you know, if we've been trying for five years, yeah. like, if it's me and it's not going to work out, like, I need you to just go be a dad. Yeah. And then I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, of course you didn't. Of course. Uh, and what happened after that was in your thing about the hope right so we were told after i think it was my after my second idf that um didn't even make it to the transfer because my eggs didn't reach um, blastocyst yeah or the embryos didn't reach blastocyst um the doctor sat me down and said you have less than a one percent chance and you like she wouldn't do another ivf cycle with me and she said the only way would be in with an egg donor and that day I was, you know, beyond devastated right. after five years of trying. And that's when I kind of just like tossed everything aside. And I I decided, I was like, I can figure this out. Cause I also, I'm like a very determined person too. It's like, no, that can't be it, right? Yeah. I felt it in my gut, like right. it has to be so, like, even though I did come to her, like I, I kind of worked it out in my head right. it's gonna be okay if I if I if I don't have a child like life can still be good yeah you know I can still do this and do that right but I wasn't ready to just stop yes trying um, because at that point I was 35 and while while that's oh, getting older for fertility I still felt really young yes 
um, I was fit. So what I, yeah, so I totally flipped it, flipped it over and like started looking at it from a different mindset. Yeah. Because I realized when I was dealing with fertility, I was kind of just um, going along with it, to be honest with you. Like, I wasn't, I was, <laughs> to sound funny, I wasn't like my own boss. I, I think about it this way, like, you know, when you, when, at work, you're like giving a pro, giving a project to lead and you lead it, you like have your team, you're really confident, you make the decisions. Where I feel like fertility, I was like a horrible leader yes. to myself. Like I was never really confident. Yeah. I was like really here, and I kind of let people tell. Like I just like tell, go one person, they would tell me what to do. I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's what I did. And I realized like I was just kind of going along with the motions, but not, not, not. For lack of a better term, I know advocating for yourself is like a big thing yeah. in fertility. And my thing is like, yes, to advocate for yourself, but to advocate for yourself in a way you would do as a leader, right? Like leading a project. Like, I don't, I don't think of it as like advocating myself becoming like a medical, definite. Like, yeah, you know, people go into crazy like, yes almost like the people joke that they have an MD after, you know, yeah. dealing with yeah. all the research. Yeah. I'm not talking about going like that. I right. think being your best advocate is actually building the best team. Like the best leaders aren't the ones that do it all themselves. They kind of surround themselves with a really great team of people to get feedback from. And then you make your decision from there. So that's essentially what I ended up doing in my after I got this news I kind of was like no let me get other opinions wow. and not only just like western doctor opinions but like let's let's talk to someone in eastern yeah. medicine let's talk to I didn't do a nutritionist and stuff like that but like you know it's just like yeah. basically forming a team of diverse people yes. getting feedback getting different you know multiple opinions yes. and like, and then figuring out a path from there. Right. And what that looked like to me was like I had an acupuncturist that I spoke to. So that's kind of the Eastern side. Okay. She had a recommendation for another doctor at another clinic that might work better for me. And I went to him for a second opinion within a week of my less than 1% yeah. diagnosis. And um, he gave me other options. He was right. like, you know, I don't entirely agree with that. We did a different protocol, and um, within, and then I went ahead and did another IVF at the yeah. clinic. And within three months of that being told less than one percent, I became pregnant. Wow! After five years of trying, and yeah. and this was through the new doctor that the acupuncturist recommended to you. Yeah, exactly. So, and I would never have gone to yep. him if I didn't. Kind of have yeah. this pool of I just surround myself with people that are like, okay, what do you think? Like, yeah. give me your professional opinion. And I didn't go with any just one. I just kind of like took different feedback, and I was yeah. like, okay, which one feels right for me? Yeah. And that's what I think. Like, at advocating for yourself, kind of like forming your best team, or I guess someone could argue like, I don't have enough time or yeah. resources to have yeah. the acupuncturist have this, but. Um, I mean, there's so many communities now 
within the facility that you can ping. People will yes. have to, like come with, you know, suggestions. And yeah. I guess for me, before doing this, I was so closed off and I didn't talk to anyone. And yeah. I wasn't part of these communities that I'm seeing now yeah. online and they're amazing. Yeah. So I guess if you're listening to this and you're going through this and you're saying, you're hearing me and say like, I can't go to an acupuncture and I can't yeah. do that. Like, it doesn't have to be that exact thing. You can surround yourself with all these communities that are now really yeah. active and get those resources, like it's, you know, yeah. similar things. Yeah. So. Oh, I absolutely love that. So now when you started with this new doctor and on a new protocol for your first IVF cycle with him, did you have different results? Obviously, you were able to get embryos to stage, you know, to day five. Is that right? Was this your first cycle with him? Yeah. So that was my first cycle with him. And the biggest change was actually we... My embryos still never made it to day five. Okay. But I did a day three transfer instead of waiting for a day five transfer. I see. Because in the past, it was like, oh, we have to wait for the day five transfer. And um, this doctor was like, no, let's try. Like, your eggs, your embryos don't seem to make it to day five, yeah. like in the lab. Let's try to transfer it earlier. And yeah. we did a day three transfer. And I can say that my embryos didn't make it to day five because I believe we transferred two embryos and I had two more okay. that were in the lab and those two never made it to day five. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was the biggest change. Other than that, like the numbers and the meds and everything yeah. of the retrievals, those pretty much stayed the same yeah. from my previous uh, cycles. Yeah. So now getting pregnant after you've been told, oh, you have less than a 1% chance of having your own children after going through five years of infertility, what was that like for you when you got pregnant? Uh, it was surreal, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I still remember when the doctor called me, I was at work and he gave me the news and I couldn't believe it. It felt really odd. And I even said to him, I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> and he, and I just, I still remember his response. He, he paused and he was like, I would be the worst doctor ever if I was kidding about that. Right. I was like, yes, he would be. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, and it didn't, it, was, it felt great. Like I, I was obviously very nervous in the first couple of months. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was amazing. And I remember thinking, one, I love being pregnant. I still like rub my belly sometimes yeah, because yeah. I miss that. Feeling. Yeah. But I still remember like just going, starting to go to the regular um, pregnancy or, uh, you know, appointments with just the OBGYN. Yeah. And it was so easy. It was like, okay, you come in and then come back for another <laughs> two weeks. And the worst thing ever is like the sugar yes. test that you just drink, yes. you know, a liquid and sit there for two yes. hours. And I remember sitting next to my husband and I was like, is this what everyone goes like, is this, It's like, this is what normal people go, yeah. go through that don't have to deal with fertility. Because yeah. after, you know, you know it's yeah. like every day, yeah. you have to go in, you have to get blood, you have to do all this. And it's so draining. It is. And I, I just turned to my husband, I was like, People don't know how lucky we have I know. It. Yeah, no, but you're so right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed pregnancy. Yeah. Because 
It was, but I still remember, like, honestly, till this day, I look at my kids and I feel, I'm I, I, not like, I I feel like I'm dreaming sometimes. I know. Because, like, are you real? Are yeah. you mine? Yeah, <laughs> and, I know. Um, I feel like that's never going to go away. Yeah, that's what I was literally just, I was going to say to you, like, will that ever go away? Because I feel the same way, and it's like, it makes my heart just like swell with so much love and it is it's like I look at him and I'm like I would go through seven more years every single thing all over again just to get to you and you just you feel that so much but I do I wonder like am I going to go through his whole life looking at him like I still can't believe you're here you know yeah I think I, I'm like, yeah, I think so. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think so. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Mm -mm. I feel like it's, uh, I'm just that much more grateful. Yeah, it is. And I hopefully won't take them for granted. Yes. And it's like you're so appreciative and not that other things in life can't be just as important or just as hard, but it does. Like for me, it's put so much into perspective. And I think that when you go through something as traumatic as infertility, it does. You kind of, you know, as you come out of it, it changes you in a lot of ways that require healing and work, but a lot of really beautiful ways too. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And the change in perspective is huge. Yeah. 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 So now, after you had your daughter, how long after did you guys decide you were ready to try again? And I know you mentioned that, like, it was hard for you to, when that came up again, like, oh gosh, like, am I really going to put myself through all this again? You know, knowing that there's a chance that it might not work. Yeah. So, um,. When I had my daughter, I was 36, I believe, at the time. So for me, it was one of those things where, like, well, I'm not getting any younger, yeah. and it's it was difficult for me. So I did feel like kind of that ticking clock, like, if I was going to try again, I'd have to try soon. But to be honest with you, initially, I wasn't going to try again because it was so, I felt so lucky. Yeah. That I had my daughter. Yeah. I call I called her like I still call her like my less than one percent miracle, you yeah. know. How dare I even try, mm -hmm. you know, for another and and that's how I felt for a while. Um and it honestly it wasn't until I came out and told my story um out loud to to the public that after it was almost after immediately after I told my story and I felt this release, I actually turned to my husband. I was like, you know what? I think I think we should try. Yeah. Um, because I think I was able to release a lot of that trauma that yeah. I had inside just by telling my story out loud, which seems so simple. Yeah. In hindsight, but like I had, I didn't realize how much I had inside. Um, and that's when that's when we decided. And at that point. My I was probably thirty eight yeah. at the time. Thirty seven. Now I'm like losing track. <laughs> but um yeah, I was like now is the time. If we're gonna do it, we have to try. Yeah. So that's when we decided. Yeah. And um yeah, and we went straight to the same doctor. Uh no messing around. Yeah. We did the 
the IVF the same exact way. Because as the doctor said, he's like, well, if it worked the first time, I'm not changing a thing. And I honestly didn't, I thought it was going to take a while. And I also, at that point, came to terms like, okay, we're going to try. And we don't know how long we're going to (laughs) go. But if it if it's not meant to be, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Because yeah. I was so grateful, yes. you know, for what I had. Um, and I don't think it was going to happen the first time around. And t- I also mentioned when I went through this IVF cycle, I actually documented it live. Um, I know, your face. Wow. <laughs> okay, so this is, so after I told my story and I realized, like, how, like, people reach out to me, yeah. how helpful it was. And when we decided to try for, you know, um, a second, I actually turned to my husband. I was like, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to document it. I think I'm going to show people exactly what it looks like. Yeah. What a cycle looks like. Because I feel like people here, like, especially those that aren't even in the yes. facility, to, get, to give them awareness of yeah. what goes on. And I still remember, he, he had a similar face that he had. <laughs> And he said to me, he, he just looked at me like with his face and he's like, but what happens if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. You have to be, you're going to be like so vulnerable. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, he saw it like after something doesn't work, it's not pretty. Oh, you're like, no, it's, right. it's real, yeah. it's devastating. And he's like, you're going to be okay to share that? <sighs> and, and I was kind of like, yeah, I think so, because this is, this is what it is, yeah. right? It's not all happy endings all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. So if you, I still have it. Yeah. It's on my site, but like, wow. I did live streams, like in. So um, like all your appointments and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I didn't do live streams of my appointments, right. but. Um, <laughs> I, I guess like, I take that I, back. <laughs> I don't think the doc. I did. I do have some ultrasounds after. I yeah. Like, but um. But yeah, I do like nightly, just like kind of, I guess it would end up being kind of like blogs. Right. It wasn't a vlog at the time. And just, I did write about things. I like showed shots and stuff like that, just to see the process. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, but we did, I was like, like we did actually end up getting pregnant. I was, I was very surprised. Um, But we, we did end up getting. Yeah pregnant from my cycle and that was is now my two-year-old son. oh my god that's just amazing same exact way on another day three transfer mm-hmm. that's just yeah, amazing exactly. wow um, so yeah just like hope just to go show you that that's the other thing that I will say that I implemented so by profession I'm an I'm an artist yeah. on feature animated films so I use kind of like this artist mindset workflow a lot at work. And that was one of my like ahas too that I adjusted once I got the less than 1% um, diagnosis. I was like, why don't I approach my problem the way I would approach a problem at work? Yeah. And it's a very much like um, reframing and then also brainstorming and testing and iterating. like. When something doesn't work, you like kind of adjust one thing, you test it again. So that was kind of along that framework, you know, yeah. like, okay, the five day transfer was not working for me. Right. How can we like adjust it just slightly yeah. and test something else before just saying it's never going to work? Yeah. And that's exactly that one little change, which wasn't that little in the end was yeah. like, 
instead of a five-day transfer, maybe we try a three-day transfer. Yeah. And both times that worked for me. That's just amazing. That's just, I know. And so can we talk about like when going back to that 1% chance and that doctor, I think something else that like you kind of realized along the way is like, it's okay to seek another opinion. It's okay to go somewhere else. And just because like your doctor who was like already bringing up donor eggs or this or that, like what if you would have stayed and been like, okay, this is my only option. Like, what was it in you that was like, I'm not going to settle for this. Like, let me see. Because I feel like there's so many lows throughout the journey. Sometimes they can really knock you down. So what caused you to not just like kind of, you know, sit in that? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a moment that I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I think it's also because it's a doctor telling you that, yeah. right? There's this, there's this kind of view of doctors like they are the, the end all and right. all. And I have full respect for doctors. You know, my dad's a doctor, but I think it was it was a couple things. It was like one, I I didn't feel like it was right. Like I was like, no, I didn't. Like I kind of just went with my gut in a yeah. way, and just my 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 motivation to keep on trying. Yeah. But also too. It's like a doctor's only human. It's like they're just like us. Yeah. Except, you know, and they like they all have different opinions. Yeah. And that's when um, that's when I was like, I need different opinions yeah. because you know you can't just. It, it's like if you go to I don't know what what's a good analogy about it, but. <laughs> um, I don't know if you go to eh, now I'm not like my mind's blanking on good <laughs> analogy, but you know what I mean. Like if if you had gone to a car, I don't know a car salesman and asked his opinion on something, and he gave you this like crazy, crazy quote. Yeah, you wouldn't just say, "Well, okay, I guess right. he's I right." Guess that's you my know, only I'm option. give you all the money. Yeah. No, you're probably gonna be like, "No, I'm gonna go over to this other car yeah. dealership and yeah. and get." that and do your research and you know compare and contest and we do that every day really when we buy anything you buy a pair of socks and you're like looking at everything and comparing different brands yes but there's something about I think it's the profession the doctors that you just you might be afraid to question them and think could they be wrong could they not know the best yes. but just think of yeah just think of doctors like different brands the exactly. way you would like compare you know a shirt you're buying yeah you're like well that review says that but maybe that but then also that shirt might be better for someone else but this yes. shirt's better for me so yeah. yeah that's how i would think about it yeah 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 i love that i absolutely love that so now was was your journey at all like how was it for your husband going through it from his perspective was it hard for him and I know you said he's a teacher and I feel like that's hard for a lot of people that go through infertility that work with children that's extremely hard yeah well to be honest with you he's very closed off about it okay even um even to this day I'm like if you listen um (laughs) This emotion, like he doesn't, he doesn't really t- like to talk about his yeah. emotions. Um, he's totally supportive. 
about me yeah. doing what I'm doing yeah. and helping people and sharing the story. Yeah. But I did I did joke with him before I came on tonight, and I said, "Wait, I think this podcast said for couples. You uh-huh. want to come on?" With me? And then he just looked at me like, "Oh, I'm booked." He like he was like, "I'm booked." It's mine, you know. He's not booked. He's watching TV over there. Um, That's funny. So honestly, like. He's never really spoken, I mean... Yeah, to anybody outside of you about it? Yeah, but he's barely spoken to me so much about it, in a way, because I feel like when we're in it, there's there's so physically draining on me and emotionally draining, he probably, he don't want to add to that. Yeah. Um, And I think that probably happens a lot. Yep. For the, the, the... or whoever the partner um so yeah I mean as you're asking this I'm like maybe I should go talk to him and yeah. see if he opens up yeah but I know him he's, he's gonna kind of not I know him. I mean I'm sure it was hard yeah no I know and um, it's hard too and yeah. I think that something that's really hard is like you said we're going through so much already like it with our bodies and then psychologically like the damage that goes on with like oh something's wrong with me I'm the reason why we can't get pregnant I can't give my husband a child so it's like when they see what we're going through it does it like takes a toll on them and the last thing they want to do is just like add to all of the stress and heartache that we're going through so I feel like sometimes they do they bottle it up they hold on to it and then for us it was like the same thing we kind of got through it and you know of course we talk we you know try to talk about each other's feelings but it is it's like you see things totally different ways and he's told me before like you are just you know it's the lowest you've ever been and it's hard for them to see us like that yeah yeah, and yeah. They, I feel like they just feel like they need to be strong. Yeah. And not add to yeah. any of it. Yeah, but you're right. And then in a way, you know, obviously I can relate to what you said so much about then you're so grateful for the one that you have or the two that you have. And it definitely takes away a lot of the pain. And I look at him and I'm like, you know, he's healed so much for me, my son. But you also still realize that like, do you feel like you'll always kind of carry your battle scars with you? Like the things that you went through before you got your daughter and your son? Yeah. I mean, just like anything, it's always, I'm always going to remember it. Uh, I still have funny feelings, like when someone tells me they're about to try to, they're trying to get pregnant or, you know, when I see, when I see pregnant women, it's not quite the same as when I was trying, but there is this like feeling of like, yeah, you know, it's never going to go away. I think it's, it's it's gonna transfer it's transforming yeah but it's and I don't think it's a bad thing and I don't think it's at this point for me I won't say I mean I guess they are kind of battle wounds but I'm using it as um instead of a negative thing like a positive thing yeah like I'm using it to push me even further yeah and to know that you know anything's capable and Kind of what, like, you know, people call, call you know, people that deal with fertility, fertility warriors. Yeah. And it's kind of true. It's like, oh, I'm a warrior. Like, we've gone through so much. We can do, we can do whatever. And, and it, it makes, it makes me, 
believe, I guess, that anything is possible. Yeah. You know, and and we've been through a lot. And yeah. we can get through it. Whenever yeah. something happens, like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Now, do you think that like and this is a personal question, so I hope you don't mind me asking, but something that you know was like for us is I kind of remember thinking when we were going through infertility and then when we finally got pregnant, I remember thinking like we weren't gonna tell anybody. Like nobody was gonna know that we got pregnant through IVF, nobody was gonna know that our son was an IVF miracle baby. We wouldn't even tell our son about it, you know, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, that's changed. Like <laughs> Yeah, we haven't shouted it from the rooftops, but we are starting to open up to people. And it's like we look at our son and we can't wait to tell him about how hard we worked and all the things that we went through. So what is that like for you as a parent? Like, have you thought about that at all? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, similar, like we I was never going to tell anyone yeah. I had problems, you know, ever, um, ever. And I will say, um, like, there was telling my daughter like one I'm sure she's gonna find out with all yes <laughs> but we did make her a book around her first year yeah. that I absolutely love I actually have it but um but it, it kind of goes into that story in a oh. way like Matt my husband wrote it and then I did the visuals for it but like one of the first rhymes in it was like you know, we really wanted a baby, but doctor said, doctor said, like, I don't think so. Yeah. It was like the Ryan in yeah. the book. And then, and then it says, that's why we were so like amazed when you came into our lives. So Aww. we've like hinted at it yeah. in this book that, and, um, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely gonna, I'm gonna share, share it with her, but I, I can definitely relate, you yeah. know, before I came out with my joy, no one was going to know. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna, you know, keep on going on. Yeah. It's weird though, and then you kind of realize, and I'm sure you can relate on this too, but it's like once you start talking about it, it just feels so good. It's like so empowering to just kind of own it and be able to look at it and because it feels so horrible when you're going through it and even as you navigate so many things that to be able to look back like, I went through all of that. Like, wow, you know, it's we have to give ourselves more credit than we probably usually do. Yeah, I agree. And the, and the biggest thing is we go through it in silence, right? Mm-hmm. We don't tell a soul and we just, and I think that's what the hardest yeah. um, part is. And what also we should celebrate, I mean, we shouldn't go through it in silence. No. Like now that I know, it's like, if you're going through this, don't do it by yourself. Yeah. Um, but I know it's it's this natural feeling yeah. to suffer in silence, yeah. to go through it and not wanting to reveal yeah. anything to anyone. Um, I still remember like that morning I was told I had less than one percent chance of you know having a child, like life de- devastating news, right? And yeah. I what did I do? I I, cr- I got on on the train and I went to work, yeah. went straight to work, yeah. crying. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I have to get myself put together before I get to work. And I did. I, like, walked into work like nothing happened. Like, I wasn't just told I couldn't be a parent ever, you know? And I feel like that's what we do. And it's... You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. 
so many women just like put on brave faces every single day just like you did just like I did and it is it's like you just fight through so much and you feel like being at home in your bed crying you know yourself you know all day because it is it's very hard but we are warriors is definitely like an accurate description for us infertility gals now, how did you get into drawing and becoming an artist? Um, I absolutely love all of your artwork. So where did that begin for you? Was that pre-kids? Yeah, so, I mean, I've always drawn as a, as a child. Okay. Um, but I, by profession, I, I'm a lighting artist okay. on anime film. So, I mean, that's creative. It's on computers. Yeah. Um, and I've just also, I've always drawn my whole life. Okay. I, I've loved art, the fine arts. I've never done it, like, I remember I wanted to go to art school. Yeah. I, I toyed with the idea of going to art school, but my parents, like, totally were like, you are not going to art. I was not allowed to be an artist. Okay. I, was not, I, was, I was supposed to be a doctor. <laughs> so um, I grew up kind of just doing it on the side as a hobby. Okay. And, eventually my career path did lead to the creative field and yeah. my doodles that you see on Instagram I call them doodles because they actually came out just as like this therapeutic um, outlet okay so I started doodling on well one I love photography so yeah. I got into photography as a hobby um, it goes very hand in hand with okay. my professional career with light and visuals but then I was like oh but I want to do I like got I, I think I just recently had gotten my iPad yeah so I started doodling over the photos and I started having a lot of fun yeah and how that's how you see what I have on Instagram right I now. love them yeah I love then, them yeah so that's I call them my doodles yeah and they're by no means a, a work of fine art I, I still joke that in my spare time I really need to like dedicate myself to training yeah and um, like traditional drawing yeah okay yeah I love it I, I just love creating yeah that's so artwork. cool now so will you work on when you work on a film do you work on one film at a time or do you work on like multiple projects at the same time uh well usually one film at a time okay so I've worked I worked at a studio that did all the Ice Age movies oh that's so cool and Rio and all those things yeah, yeah so that's that's what I do by day okay and then um and then I will say recently I've been pretty passionate it's been really exciting for me because I've taken like the hybrid I've like because I've been loving doing the doodles and my own kind of thing yeah and I kind of morphed it into I don't want to, I, some people say like art therapy, but a kind of way to visually um, do these like creative exercises. Okay. Kind of tap into yourself a little bit more, yeah. to learn more about yourself. And I'm also doing it within the fertility um, spaces as well. And okay. It's really fun to kind of combine, you know, art and fertility and how to navigate yes of fertility so I'm, I'm I've been working that out I've been doing workshops and it's been it's been 
pretty exciting. Oh, that's so cool. So now will you tell me more about that? Like, what does that look like? Because I feel like art is so therapeutic and you say doodling. And I even think about like being in high school or college and like doodling. And, you know, some teachers or professors, like they would hate that. But in a way, like some people, that's how they focus or it is a way to just like get out certain things. So what does that look like as you've started like navigating that with fertility and everything? Yeah, so with infertility, I kind of um, show people how to use an artist's mindset to navigate through their fertility with exercises, like how to reframe um, your thought around fertility and getting pregnant. And what happens is like visually, I'll kind of um, start mapping it out. So it becomes this like visual... It's hard to say on a podcast. Yeah. I'm like trying to draw it. You can't see me on a podcast, but I'm like trying to like draw it out. So a lot of it is, you know, a workshop where it's like me with a piece of paper, like a camera on a piece of paper, and I'm working on like how how you how do you re- you reframe your fertility journey? Like your focus, your you think your focus is like all about how do I get pregnant? Yes. But really, let's like step back and reframe that like what will getting pregnant do for you yeah and draw along those lines yeah like, well getting pregnant would allow me to be a mother well what does being a mother mean to you and then yeah. you kind of draw some more and um and from there I'd be like well being a mother would give me you know love someone like be a role model for someone and in those ways and then and then it gives you other ways to kind of give yourself outlets um, instead of the only answer to your to your happiness is I have to get pregnant also it opens up all your possibilities like oh well you know while I try let's say to get pregnant I could be a role model I can like how do I be a role model and then all of a sudden all these other possibilities yeah you know how can I nurture and how can I you know all these things and then all of a sudden you have all these different paths that you can go down and fulfill yourself in several different ways and that's kind of what I do those are the exercises I do and then I kind of I combine it with um like artwork oh I love that I'm picturing like this beautiful like roadmap type looking art design, you know, where it's like you start off thinking it just looks like this, but it ends Mm -hmm. up being everything else. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I love that map that comes out and also and you look you step back and you're like, wow, there's so many things that I could be focusing on. But then it's also like so many paths to happiness. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, when you're fertility, you're Totally one mindset like I have to have a baby if I don't have a baby like you know and I was in that like I think that's only natural yeah. but then once you open up your mind to like oh there's other ways there's other possibilities and what that ultimately did for me also when I did that is it relieved all that stress and pressure that that like that cycle had to work right because yeah. one of the things they say about fertility is like you shouldn't stress because it's bad for fertility, but then all of a sudden you're stressing about stressing. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so much pressure that you're putting on, you know, whatever you're doing, that cycle. And it's it's impossible not to stress. Yeah. But then by doing these, like, creative exercises, these exercises, 
all of a sudden the stress is just naturally released because you see all the options. You yeah. literally see all the options that you have in front yeah. of you of paths that you can pursue to fulfill different areas. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can still keep on trying. That's what I like about it too. It's not like saying, I'm going to stop trying yep. and that's it. But it just, it's not saying that at all. You, yeah. can, you can continue trying, but it just opens up your mind to that's not the only thing yep. that you're, you're focusing on. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. That's just absolutely amazing. I love that. So now, do you have any like art hobbies that you also do on the side? Are you, you know, do you work on anything else for fun, like books? Or I'm sure your kids probably love art. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny you say that. My um, daughter, actually, my son too, but he's a little young. Okay. My daughter just like draws all day. And then I joke, she's she's, like teaching me how to draw. She's so funny. She's like, Mom, today I'm going to teach you how to draw a fairy. Oh, that's so So, like, take out a piece of paper. I think she's meant to be a teacher too because she's like really good. She just teaches. She loves to teach. She's like, okay, now you draw this side. And keep in mind, she's four years old. Oh, that's <laughs> she's so like cute. Teaching me, and she just got um, she's like a finalist for this art competition. This yeah, mask art design. I competition. saw that. Yeah, yeah, and she's so proud. So and, cute. And she like made books. Like, yeah. So they are full into art. Oh, and I'm like, sure. For me personally, I would love. I actually wrote in my. Um, I do this exercise, yeah. the present self and future self. That I'm actually about to post um, on on my on my site. It's kind of like a it's it's free for people to kind of discover themselves. Yeah. But part of the future self in me, one of my future selves, is always doing art classes. Okay. Um, and taking a different type of art class each semester, okay. like you know, just at a local, you know. Uh, continuing ed or something but yeah. you know in my dream I'm like one semester I'll take painting another one I'll take glass blowing and just trying these different things to keep my mind fresh and creating yes oh I love that that's so cool oh that's so inspiring and thank you so much just for sharing that yeah oh Jasmine this conversation has been so much fun with you I really appreciate it you have been through so much and I can't thank you enough just for sharing your story I mean it truly is so inspiring when you're able to hear so many women say I thought I was never going to be pregnant I thought it was never going to me be me and now you have two beautiful kids and you know I I think that it's crazy that like you the whole reason that you were pushed to really share your journey was from that one comment like oh look at your perfect life and you're sitting there like oh my god you have no idea what i've been through these last five years (laughs) you know but it just goes to show it's true yeah you know so that's just beautiful and thank you thank you again so much just for taking time to talk with me tonight yeah, thank you again for having me. I mean, it's always, it's, it's, I love talking, and not, not that I love talking about fertility, but it is, like, to this day, it, it feels like therapy yeah. to me as well. It's like such a nice release. Yes. Um, 
And yeah, so thank you. Yeah, no, I really appreciate your time and I feel the same way. There's something so nice about connecting with other people and being able to say like, oh my gosh, that was your journey. This was my journey. Like this is what we've been through together. And talking to other people that have gone through it, it's just different. So I appreciate you sharing your story and sharing you know, what you do and just taking the time to talk with me again. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Jasmine. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.